I did that like not drinking for a month and I didn't I didn't lose any weight and I was still like working out. Do you would you maybe have like been eating more? Maybe it's possible. Yeah. Like it just to to, to fill the calories fill, space. Yeah, the that you were missing. The sin uh, <laughs> sin scales. Right, you just replaced like one sin with another. Another sin. What I need to do is replace both those sins with, with just sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Out of oh all God. the seven sins, that one probably gets the most fit. <laughs> uh, anger, just burn calories just from hate alone. <laughs> yeah. Throwing chairs around, Throwing I guess. chairs around. That'll burn some calories. Yeah. Wow, how do you get your arms so big? <laughs> wrath. <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk. He's pure wrath. Oh, my God, He's fit right. as fuck. He's, He's buff as hell. He's huge. Let's check out the buns on that guy. Are we going to start the show? Okay, let's start the show. <laughs> Hey, I'm Haley, and I'm Zach, and we're, we're not, not together. together. Hello, hi, hi. Uh, normally, we we intro for a bit and then we uh, introduce somebody, but that's not happening. We're just gonna right into it because it's just us, just, just us, us two. Hey, yeah, what? Guys, come on, come on Shh. over. It's just us. It's just you. Come on, you sit down. You're sit. our guest today. Yeah, you, yeah. the audience. Yeah, you. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Who? Who me? What me? Yeah. Yes, you. Couldn't be a listener. Then who? Um, man, how was your day though? Um, it was pretty good. I so I've been having a series of unfortunate events happen to me lately. <gasps> like the Baudelaire's. <laughs> exactly, much like them. Neil Patrick Harris showed up and that's always a bad time for everybody. <laughs> um but uh so last night or sorry, two nights ago, we realized that our air conditioning broke. Yeah. And I am for those of you, I'm Deep Valley. For those of you who don't know, that means that it's like Southern California desert this heat. This time of year, yeah. Yeah, 90s, blah, blah, blah. So I normally have central AC. Also, I have a fucking husky. So it's hot. It's been hot as fuck in my house. She's wearing a fur coat all day. Wearing a fur coat. Took her to work so she could have some AC. We come back. The house is hot as shit to the point where it, legit yesterday, I thought I was having, last night I was having like fever-like symptoms oh my god yeah like i had wow it was crazy i was so hot i think i was like having a real problem can you go break into your girlfriend's house well i can but my dog my dog i can't bring her there because she has a cat she's got a cat so we haven't introed them yet yeah so um till that ha- and i didn't want scout to suffer if i'm living right, in right, the right, 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 high right. life you know? i get that yeah so um so you're man. just star fishing in star nothing. fishing i ha- yes i had a bowl of ice put a fan Next to it to just make oh a God. makeshift AC unit for me and Scout. Woke up this morning, AC guy came with the part, fixed it, like almost cried. I was so like uh, grateful. But then the- it was Count Olaf. <laughs> no. But honestly, the closest I've come to come kissing a man in like years. Wow. I was like so happy when the AC got it's fixed. Just close. So what if we kissed next to the AC, AC unit? <laughs> um How's you man? Oh, but I was I'm just thinking about it was good. I'm just thinking about like like deep valley midsummer fever dreams like legitimately was having that like yeah i was like i was afraid to go to sleep because i was like if i go to sleep am i gonna die here right and then i didn't i woke up which is good well thank god thank unless god. this is a dream Whoa. yeah we gotta Zach's just like do the kick now 
I was going to say, Zach's just like a uh, weekend at bernies me, like in the <laughs> podcast studio. <laughs> He's like moving my mouth, doing my voice. It's <laughs> really impressive. Me yep. laughing at my own jokes, <laughs> yeah. which I do anyway. So it's not you much You do a to... great impression of me. We do a great impression of me. Um, anyway, so how was your day? I'm alive. It was good. I'm glad you're alive. Uh, I'm also pretty, I'm pretty alive. I, uh, man, what, uh, what did I do? Oh, well, so I'm just working away. Um, but meanwhile, I'm also <laughs> trolling around Amazon for all my, uh, my Halloween stuff. Ooh. Uh, so, and that's fun. Looking at a lot of different gear and things like that. Uh, one of our friends, uh, Travis, uh, who's on the show, uh, he's Sorry. trying to put together a full Rocky Horror Gang, and I'm going to be Frankenfurter. Um, yes, of course. He also asked us to do that where he wants to be Rocky, so he has the least to do. He just <laughs> needs to get, I mean, yeah, sure, he's probably like got to go to the gym, but... Uh, no, he he looks fine. But anyway, yeah. he just has. Actually, I know he already has the gold speedo. So this is actually he, easy he for him. I have to get uh, corset top, um, garters, like just just everything. Yeah, wig, everything. Um, so my uh, my search history looks great. Um, oh, nice. He also, of course, was like, oh, by the way, there's this great looking costume that's only like 30 bucks. And of course, it's like one of those in bag costumes that says like rock and roll crazy scientists <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do it, uh, do it right. Good. Do it tight. Do it right, yeah. do it tight. But it's a lot of gear. It's a lot of gear as it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I've yeah. seen, I've seen it done well. Mm-hmm. So I'm and excited to see it. going to see it del- done well again. Uh, but sort of speaking of gear, um. You're so good at transitions. <laughs> and I'm so good at calling them out. <laughs> and being an yeah, asshole. it'd be a lot smoother if you didn't say anything about it. Um, but so speaking of all this gear and stuff like that, Haley and I um, did something really fun this week, past weekend. It was uh, what? The weekend of the. What days what were day? it? It's the 24th and 25th. That's no, right. that's next week. That is next. <laughs> it was the weekend the of the 10th and 11th. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I just looked at the. I just said the first number that was on my phone. Yeah. Um, um, so a while ago, we had uh, some guests on talking about pet play. That's right. Episode uh, 15. Mm-hmm. We had our good friends, um, Tony Bark and Submiss Ann. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> they, um, yeah, as you remember, uh, of course, because you've been binging all of this religiously, um, they came on and talked to us about uh, pup play, pony play, um, all sorts of different uh, critter things. And uh, they did mention that, uh, you know, there was there's an event called Equus, uh, which is the International Pony Play event. And they on the show invited us. And of course, we went. Yes, that's right. Um we called their bluff. Yes. I bet you they thought we weren't going to come. <laughs> but no, it was so fun, and we appreciate them so much for inviting us. Yeah. Um, and they were so accommodating mm-hmm. to get us there and make it yeah, as easy as possible. Yeah, they gave us pack- passes for the whole weekend. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Um, so thank you guys so much for giving us access to this event. Yeah. Um, and uh, everyone there was so welcoming and yeah. so nice and so down to be interviewed. You know, I think it, um, you know, it's a little strange, I think, because they're such a tight-knit community when maybe there's outsiders uh coming coming in and they're and they're not sure who we are or what we're doing there and why we've got this recording device and you know coming um, to their stable (laughs) um dressed like brad and janet (laughs) we really were we really were we were truly i've never felt so vanilla we were just like these like white bread little like (laughs) people with our our little uh zoom recorder and everybody's all trussed up and they're they're their tack. Uh, so uh, for anybody who maybe missed that episode or, or doesn't quite know or just needs a refresher, uh, 
how would we uh, best explain uh, pet play? Uh, yeah, and and for this specific event, it was uh, pony, pony play, play, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, it is a lot of people I think would say that it's different from furries. Mm-hmm. Um, it can it's can be a sexual thing. It can also be a non sexual thing. Uh, but it kind of plays with the power dynamic we do see in kink a lot in terms of dom sub yeah. master slave. Um, but it kind of is just what it sounds like. Um, it's kind of playing pretend that you are a pony, mm-hmm. and oftentimes you have a handler, um, and uh, so often the ponies will dress up to varying degrees of tack, mm-hmm. what they call it, um, and it can be you know uh, bits, uh, hooves, um, heart, uh, yeah, the manes, ma- yeah, manes. Uh, there was this reins. weekend. There was a wide variety of. Um, levels of gear and tack and things like that like there were there were some people who you know just showed up they had um maybe like a some kind of like simple bodysuit or sometimes they had full harness gear um like fetish gear some people um had there was one that like had this big mane that was like a spartan thing that had that like when he plugged it in it glue up all ravey mm, that was um awesome. that was cool and then and there were some people who had like full costumes with like a mask that looked like 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 a, a real, shape like of a horse head. Shape, yeah, shape yeah. of a horse head. Uh, some of those, again, more leathery. Some of those, like, a little fuzzy, like it was actual horse hair. Like, not actual, like, but right. like, looked like Give it a lot. Give the appearance of it. Yeah, it was, um, and then, yeah, there we are in our little, uh, with our, <laughs> our button-up shirts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just, hey, and guys. I was, like, so, it was weird. I was so, <laughs> I was nervous to talk to people, not because I was nervous to talk to them, but because I didn't want to, like, invade their their privacy or their space does that make sense no that's exactly how i felt too the entire time i kind of wanted it was because we were welcome there i kind of wanted to be a more of a fly on the wall rather than interrupt what they were doing or what they were going on Mm. also you know as um ann and tony talked about on the podcast on our last episode when a lot of people go into um play uh, especially the ponies they go into you know like a headspace or a pony space in which they kind of clear their mind of, you know, if Zach is Zach, well, in this moment, Zach is not Zach. He is, you know, Pony Zach. Yes. Um, so, you know, you don't want to... Sparkle sunshine. S- sparkle sh- sunshine, yeah. exactly. Um, so you don't necessarily want to talk to them, or even if you did talk to them, you know, they're, the, they're pony selves, and ponies mm-hmm. don't speak English. They don't understand right. English, or horses, bio horses, mm-hmm. don't understand English, so neither do these people who are in pony play. So... You know, you don't want to kind of take them out of their space because, you know, a lot of these people, too, traveled such great distances to come to this event. Yeah, Um, there were some people from, like, Sweden and England and then all over the States, of course. Sure, sure. Um, So, yeah, you know, you don't want to interrupt kind of their the fun they're having while they're in their pony space yeah. by being like, Hey, can we interview? <laughs> well then on top of that, there's like the whole subdom thing. And I don't know if like that, like if I should like, should I ask the handler first if it's all right? Like also some of them are comp- competing. This was like, it wasn't just like a, like a, a con where people just go around and look at other people with costumes. Like there's full on events happening. Exactly. And they might be up. Um, right. So even like if, if you were to go up to a competitive swimmer right before their meet, you know, right. they don't necessarily want to, want to talk they they're in there yeah gotta do my swim head yeah you know? they're in their sea pony space <laughs> seahorse space, seahorse space. 
That's so funny. No, sea ponies. Sea ponies faces definitely. <laughs> um, luckily, we had kind of our our conduit, our like our our Sherpa, uh, Miss Anne, mm-hmm. uh, who was you know obviously so great great to have us there in the first place. But um, uh, we would we would oftentimes just be like, hey, who's good to who's good to chat right now? Who yeah. can we talk to? Um, and we did uh, get a couple people to t- chat with us, and we'll definitely share some of their. Like just some of their, we, we asked them about, you know, what Pony Play means to them, how they got into it, um, what this event is. And we'll, um, yeah, we'll share some of that throughout the episode. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thanks again, uh, Miss Ann, for, for mm-hmm. being our, being our guidance throughout. Um, and we actually got to see her yeah. compete as well. Yes. Um, as a, uh, as, as a, a handler. handler not she as does a also play uh, as a pony sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Now there were some events we unfortunately couldn't go to. It was all along, you know, weekend affair. Yeah, it was um, like Friday through Sunday. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Maybe she did compete she in some. Have, yeah. Um, but we didn't see, we only saw her compete as a handler. Um, Can I also just say, Miss Ann looked hot. Hot as fuck. <laughs> she was in full, like, like uh kind of jockey gear there was it was like a it was like a jockey vibe but also like almost had this like greatest showman like tailcoat thing going on yeah like these tall boots um just really commanding the space so great it was wild um i would have done if she had some reins on me i would have done anything she asked sure totally speaking of being Uh reined up um Zach and I got a chance to <laughs> yeah. have a little experience as ponies. Um, we did. <laughs> we we uh, met uh, someone there, uh, Emily, who's very nice, and yeah. you'll hear from her a little later. And yeah. um, we interviewed her. Um, but I was she- I was just like messing with the Zoom, and like you you were mostly talking to her when she was like talking to us, and I was like kind of like uh huh yeah like I was you know just chatting a bit like politely, but also trying to listen to the levels and stuff to, like yeah. to get ready. And then she asks like, "Do you want to get hooked up?" And without even thinking, I just yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, was very quick. <laughs> it was just like, I just like, I need to, I don't know. I just needed to know part, part of going into this thing. was like, I'm sure that's going to happen at some point. And mm-hmm. I needed to know just what it's, what it's about. Cause it's so not my, my thing, you know? Well, now you know for sure. Yeah. Well, the thing is like, yeah. And so, so what she did, we didn't get in the full gear, um, but what they had set up, cause like we said, there's full events and we'll kind of go into that a little later, but they have these full events with like, um, like, like, uh, like things to jump over or things to weave in and out of, like you would in like an it, obstacle, like course. an obstacle course in like a real dog or pony show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, of course they have judges, but so while they were in between, uh, Emily, uh, got a bit out and, and, uh, put like reins behind our, like, mm-hmm. you know, rainbow. Right and I guess a bit for people who don't know yes. is, you know, when you see bio horses and they have the thing in there. That's their... a term they used a lot too, bio horses. Bio horses, yeah. yeah. That is what they refer to. That is what they in the pony community refer to as, you know, like real biological right. horses. Um, and so, you know, you've seen it like with the little piece of bar mm-hmm. in their teeth for the reins to go into yeah. um, so a lot of ponies also wear those you know they they adapt so many things from bio horse culture into pony play yeah um, so yeah Zach Zach got hooked up first <laughs> um, Zach is the more daring of, of us two sure but uh, so he took the reins was, but nah, he did it but I didn't <laughs> <laughs> because Emily did yeah it's it's uh you're pretty quick to pick it up though like I mean it, it was just she pretty much very quickly explained like it's you know pull on the right if your head goes right go right your head goes left go left uh and there was like back up all these things and she led us through these courses and it's amazing how immediately you go from oh I bet I look silly to I want to do good at this <laughs> <laughs> it's true you do I mean you can 
when you do have that bit in your mouth, you can kind of understand how people go into that pony space. Because mm-hmm. um, you do, yeah, you do feel, and especially if it's a good handler, like mm-hmm. Emily was was definitely like, she definitely made me feel like I was a pony, you sure. know? <laughs> so. I didn't, I don't think I, I don't, I definitely wasn't in like a pony or even subspace. Sure, but I, no. I was more just like, you know, like I, it felt like I'm in like a dance class and I want to know all the steps like I want to learn uh, and right. I wanted to like get the trot a little. right, Yeah. Um, just so I didn't look stu- so stupid in front of the other ponies. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And she threw a couple curveballs going backwards and forwards. And some of the um, even in the the other events, because there's dressage events too. like some of the patterns they do are like surprisingly complex. Like I was surprised. You know? I got lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, uh, they said that they pulled a lot of those dressage routes uh i guess you'd call them from bio horse events Mm -hmm. so they again they do adopt a lot of these things um but they were they were they were complicated um you know some people would have the mc call out you know go from this corner to this corner and do a half circle here blah 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 yeah um but some of them just had it memorized what i was also really surprised about like because i just assumed that the ponies would just of course have already talked to the handler about what it would be but they're like no because a pony in real life, a bio pony does not know what the course is going to be. Like, not really, you know? Right. Um, you can practice. You can practice, but then it's going to be a different day of. So the handler knows, and then they lead the pony through, and they just follow suit. Um, right. Which is, and, of course, yeah, they can't ride the person. They're just, like, behind them. Yeah. Um, and there's a certain levity to everything there, I think. I mean, people take it pretty seriously, but also... People goof around like afterwards, you know, I really loved the way uh, other ponies would like cheer them on with their nays or whatever. or They're clip clopping or they would they would um, a lot of them, their hands are in hooves, so they can't really use their hands. But they would like hoof it like pound fist each other, fist bump yeah. each other. Yeah. Hoof bump. I hoof guess. bump. Yeah. Yeah. Some people one I saw one person with like because because they were like full high like go-go boots to kind of um, look like a Clydesdale. And then the shoes go down and are more like hoof like and I saw somebody put like little like almost like tap shoes bits on their shoe to give them that that clip clop sound. sound that's cool that is cool yeah, yeah like a horseshoe kind yeah. of sound I also realize like no matter what it is no matter what the fetish even if it's not my fetish I so appreciate gear yeah like there's something cool I when, when there's a certain amount of craftsmanship goes into something and like I see somebody wearing something that makes them feel good I'm like fuck yeah like that's gear great. is super fun like no no matter like what you're into there's got to be something you're into that requires gear for me it's camping like i love oh, sure. getting like cool new camping gear and things to make my like camping life easier yeah. or, like lighter things like oh this is like a pound lighter let me get this to easier to carry you know uh-huh. what i mean um, you were just yeah you just <laughs> you just came in with camping stuff and you were like i got these water bottles because the plastic thinner and it's easier to carry and you were so excited i about didn't it. yeah i literally just did that yeah, um so, so yeah funny. gear gear is so it's so fun. Any and, kind of gear. And yeah, and you saw, we saw a lot of great Did um, you get really gear. hot when you picked out those smart oh water bottles? Oh my God. Like oh. to check out, please. Oh, the plastic is so thin. <laughs> Rub it on my body. <laughs> I bet I can carry oh, five of these. <laughs> oh, I hope they don't smush my PB&J. <laughs> oh, don't Who's leader going to smush my sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about a different kinky different thing kinky today. things okay. uh but camping can be kinky it can be kinky. probably i've yeah. seen some movies like that. sex camp yeah i <laughs> <laughs> love that one i think bo banks told us about a boy scout thing he did or a camping thing right he that's did. a pretty right yeah, it's pretty it's common pretty common pretty kinky uh 
but yeah, um, I don't think we, we even touched on it, but so we, we go into this place and it's, um, it's called Sanctuary LA where they held the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we go and they, they sign us in, um, they give us these bags that these tote bags that have like the the emblem on swag it. Bags. swag bag there was like a lot of lube in there yes. uh, <laughs> so much lube so much lube i want to uh, use it I'm just so loose excited. lube <laughs> <laughs> not not in a bottle just, <laughs> just lining a, the just inside. a tote of lube here you go um <laughs> you stuck your hand in there and just pulled it out and it was just covered in lube right. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh one thing that they uh I, they did have us uh, do is, you know, they, they, we signed something, um, but they also asked if we wanted to have a red wristband on. Um, and that meant I don't want to be photographed. Um, there right. were some people taking photos. Uh, we were not allowed to take any uh, pictures as much as like it would have been fun. Yeah. Um, unless some unless we like were in a separate room and uh, somebody was OK with it. Right. But yeah, there was like no um, no pictures of any kind mm-hmm. inside. Which is nice, you know, because f- like. The event is obviously like a very welcoming and very sex positive event, but yeah. there's also a level of discretion privacy. For, and privacy yeah. for people who don't necessarily want their family or coworkers yeah. to see them uh, as a pony or a handler or in that space. Yes. You know? I did find myself wondering, like, what are these people all do? Like, yeah. outside of this. Right. Um, like, does that, do these people know their accountant gets dressed up on the weekends <laughs> and and clip clops around like a bad little like a oh no not like a very good little pony yeah um or well, do they I think some of like some people I, I we followed a couple people on their Instagrams and like they they're like out, loud and proud about their their poniness sure um but yeah it's it's I guess yeah each yeah, it takes all kinds it does yeah and and that is another thing I noticed too is that you know looking around the room. Everyone, you know, obviously looks like a normal person because mm-hmm. everyone is a normal person. And it did kind of put me in that headspace of like, you know, if you look at someone, if you're in line at a Starbucks with someone, you really don't know anything about Mm-mm. that person, you know, or what they could be into or who they could be or what they do. And it was very interesting because it's like, yeah, you never think of strangers that way. You always think of them as pretty Background. baseline. <laughs> you always think of them as your NPCs in your life. <laughs> And NPCs aren't very complex. No. But uh, they don't say anything until I press A. <laughs> exactly. They they exist to help me, the main exactly. character. Um another thing I noticed about the event. Um, you know, if you go to certain events, you off like a lesbian bar or a particular lesbian even a particular lesbian night, you know, you would see kind of the same type, type of person. Of person. Mm-hmm. Equus had all kinds, you know, from age, different age ranges, different body types, yeah. different, all kinds of different people. Different queer, orientations. Different yeah. orientations, cis, uh, trans people, yeah. um, gender, you know, any kind of, any part of the gender totally. spectrum. Um, so there that was all, really cool to see. Different ages. Did you already say that? I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like, there was like, it was, it was a huge range. Mm-hmm. I think we might have been at kind of the youngest people there there were a couple people roughly our age mm-hmm. um uh which in a way also makes sense because i imagine it's quite an expensive uh, hobby or can be uh, if you get all the gear um well and also yeah. i think that when you're probably like 23 you're probably still doing you haven't figured out your pony yet yeah you, you're <laughs> still doing like relative you know you're relatively new to sex yeah probably like i don't know even if you start having sex at like 15 or 16 like sure I did. Like, like you, when do you actually start having good sex? Not Exactly. It takes years yeah. to have good sex. Uh-huh. And then to start 
once you start having good sex, to then, then you have great sex. Yeah, and then to and you know most people don't go from missionary to pony. You know, there's a couple <laughs> steps in between. But hey, maybe. But I'm just saying. My, I, don't, Haley, I think it takes Haley Manrique, <laughs> my guide from missionary to pony, <laughs> in three easy steps. Three easy steps. <laughs> but I guess well, that's not true because some people do. We did talk to Pandora, um, who you'll hear from a little later in this episode, and she was telling us that actually her wife got her into pony play um and she was saying that before that she was like completely vanilla uh, her wife was very kinky so they were trying to find a common area yeah. where they could uh you know play and i think that's when pandora was like Clicked, oh, maybe yeah. this yeah. and then yeah yeah but so i think it kind of it's one of those things that maybe takes a little while for mm-hmm. people to figure out that they're into and yeah. also when you're younger you tend to have and feel more shame when you have desires like totally. that. And I think as you get older, I mean, even me between 23 and 28, the amount of like self-consciousness I have is like, wait, I give no shit. Absolutely. Anymore, you know? And there's still things that you, you end up finding shame that you didn't even realize were there. You know, there's still right. areas. Um, so yeah, that's a huge, that's a great point. Um, and even within the kink community or the pet play community, I think pony play is still relatively niche um, and not definitely not as talked about as like pup play for instance right um yeah because that's more especially in the gay community there's a lot of there's a lot of pups Mm -hmm. or not all but a lot but it's more you know you you know about it i think at least right um yeah 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 yeah. every gay person knows a pup in their life oh yeah not every look to your left (laughs) look to your right one of those people is a pup and if not one of them it's you you're the pup but you're so right. I mean, you know, you kn- every gay person knows a pup. Not every gay person necessarily knows a pony. Right. Um, so I think it, I think pups are a little more common, at least in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was a it was such a fun uh, event, and um, you know, it was interesting too because I think Anne and Tony were wonderful in inviting us, and mm-hmm. I think they were correct in inviting us to learn in order to actually see it. And sure. learn a lot more just by seeing it. Yeah. Um, you know, just one the first event we went to was the dressage. And um, I guess for people not familiar with dressage, in bio horse dressage, it's kind of like uh, there's a big pin, mm-hmm. you know, like a almost like the shape of a racetrack, I guess, like an yeah. oval racetrack. Um, and, uh, you know, the horse will do particular trots from particular points to particular points. Mm-hmm. I think it's a way to show off gate yes and uh like pat the pattern knowing the route i think that's what it is um almost like a dance thing i guess it absolutely is bio horse dancing pony dance pony dance um so that was the first event we saw um and it was very interesting because you know they talked a lot about how and we could see it how different ponies had different personalities yeah um it's yeah it's weird like i don't think just walking in right away you notice but then you started picking up um because yeah you just you'd overhear like oh that one's clover that one's uh tinkerbell or you know uh tinkerbell specifically was probably my favorite one tinkerbell was a rascal she is a rascal she was um slightly uh older pony but she is wily as heck yeah uh definitely like a it was like a like a, a pony that wouldn't stay in their pen and was always just like neighing about something she had this like her her hair like all done up and had this like like in, in like a 
<laughs> you know, like one of those pineapple ponytails on mm-hmm. the top of her head. Um, and then this rainbow tail, uh, purple harness. And, and then, yeah, she was just like very precocious, very precocious, stomping around, getting in, in, in places she shouldn't be. It was hilarious. She was yeah. great. Um, um, and you could see you could see things like that even in their dressage, you know. Yeah. So oh, yeah, were, Clover was very serious. Yeah. And, and Clover, for example, um, uh, Emily, uh, mm-hmm. who you'll hear from later again, um, she was his handler. And even in the dressage, I noticed he was very dependent on her. Mm. There are some ponies that kind of took their own, uh, you know, you could tell they knew the routes. There were totally. some pe- ponies where you were like, they also have learned the routes and they are following the routes and are not completely reliant mm-hmm. on their handler. Um, and Clover, on the other hand, you know, Clover would just keep running to the corner. And if Emily didn't say turn right, yeah, Clover would pretty much just get stuck in the corner. I think that's part of the fantasy, though, of it all is having somebody who you are dependent on, of having somebody to take care of you. Because sometimes a pony scene isn't necessarily... Um, like a sex thing or 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 even the um, dressage thing it is it can just be um, like maintaining just like um, brushing somebody's mane or something like that you know making mm-hmm. them feel comfortable and and taken care of and and yeah the handler likes to do that for them mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's it's interesting yeah and we do want to stress that for some people it, it was very much it is very much a sexual relationship mm-hmm. um, between them and their pony for some people it's not I yeah. mean the pony play is more just play um, for example we t- as we talked to Tony Bark on the show um, Tony is a pup and you know he said for him it's not a bedroom thing it is just kind of for fun yeah I love what Tony said about you know as kids we um, play pretend and we you know pretend we're, we're pirates or, or space uh, explorers um, but then we grow out of that a little bit um, and so for them, that's a release. It's a, a way to uh, get away from the worries of everyday human life. Um, right. And there's something really nice about that. Like, even if you don't like if that's not for you, I feel like you can easily understand that, you know, at the very least. I think anybody can understand that. Sure. And, you know, again, I think we talked about it on that episode as well, where, you know, we kind of stop uh, p- pretending to be pirates and pretending to be dogs and and, you know, playing house. Because we do get to an age where there's a level of shame put upon Mm -hmm. things like that, you know. As a teenager, if you're running around high school going, Yarg, I'm a pirate, you know, (laughs) people are going to make fun of you probably and pick on you and no one wants to feel bad. So there's a level of shame put on them. And and so, yeah, I guess this a lot for a lot of people, it's let's erode that shame and let me like do this thing that I actually have a lot of fun and really enjoy doing. And some people do have podcasts. No, those are narcissists. Right. Yeah, that's what that is. That's a whole other thing. Uh, man, it was fun. Yeah, I think yeah, as as the kind of um, event went on, we definitely became more part of the the group, I think. You know, people were coming up to us more because um, they understood why we're here and we weren't like, I think I think it's probably very easy um, to see a couple outsiders with recording equipment and think like, oh, no, they're here to like ruin the party. They're here to right. make fun of us or something. Or, well, especially... You know, when you're in an extremely vulnerable place, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of these people, they are in tack, which is, you know, they're, which is gear. Mm-hmm. They're in tack that most people don't see them in. They're being submissive, yep. some of them, or they're just, you know, maybe not everyone knows about this in, in their life. And this is a, a space where they want to feel comfortable and a mm-hmm. space where they want to feel safe. And yeah, when you see kind of someone who's not involved in that space come in and, and observe. I just want to make sure that they're, they're cool you know they're put they're, exactly. they're down 
to clown in a right. way, um, even as flies on the stable wall. Right. Um, yeah. As, as the day went on, though, um, you know, it turned into there was like kind of a free uh, play like or like a there's like a just a pony show where people could do their own little routines that were not like, you know, not dressage. They'd be kind of like dance routines or freestyle. little skits. Yeah. Freestyle. Yeah. It was um, that was that was fun. Um, it was fun. And yeah, you're right. There was a variety of things. There was um, one pony did a kind of a dance to a Shakira song. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, with all the little janglies on? Yeah, the little yeah. belly dance I kept thinking jingles. like, if, hey, if Shakira was a pony, that would be that Absolutely. pony. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was like almost like a dance, like almost belly dance uh, mm-hmm. routine also to Shakira. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was one where there was three ponies and two handlers and they did kind of a comedy pony sketch, yeah. which was really cute. It was cute. Um, and then, yeah, and then I, there was a pony who did kind of like more of a rock and roll dance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, there was there was all kinds of uh Yeah, as the night went on there were uh there was some more revealing uh pony outfits. There sure. was yeah, there was some people in just harnesses. Yeah. Um and I think that's very um common in that that space. I mean, uh there I don't think we mentioned it, but the Sanctuary LA is like a a uh kind of a like a dungeon of sorts. Uh, yeah, BDSM. Yeah, we were um, recording in like basically a literal sex dungeon, like right next to like a rack and like stockades and things like that. It was it was fun. It was wild. It was incredible. Can I tell you what my favorite part about recording in that room yeah. was? So Sanctuary LA exists all year round. Yes. Um, you can go there, hire professional services. Um, we actually, uh, you'll talk, you'll hear from someone uh, later, Noish, uh, Pony Noish, um, and she uh, actually works at Sanctuary LA, but she is also involved in Equus. Um, but so because this space was taken over specifically for Equus, there were some signs on the doors that would say like dressing room or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the if you open the room that was labeled break room, it was literally like <laughs> that's where we were recording yeah. with like the rack. And yeah. it was incredible. Yeah, it was like a bright, it was like a dark red room with yeah all these like cages and things in it for oh, it was it was it was it was it was, it was a awesome time to room. be alive. Uh, yeah, and then there was like a bar open as well. Uh, th- they had, <laughs> they had you know like beers and things, but they also had uh, every label of horse related wine. I've <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It was, yeah. yeah, they had like wild horse, like fourteen hands. Uh, dark horse, was dark one? dark horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was funny. and wild horses. Is wild also horses. One. I loved just clocking that. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so bummed that we don't have pictures of our own to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. But I think once, you know, they do, they do have professional photos taken. Mm-hmm. I think once they post those to their page, we can ask if we can share sure. them to ours and you that. guys could kind of see, um, cause you know, I, I know we talk about, and we've talked about pony play before in the past, but some people are like, I still can't necessarily it vi- like? envision it. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't see it, you know? So we'll see if we can post, yeah. um, post some stuff or share some stuff from their page. Um, so you guys can really, you know, get an idea of what mm. it is and, and what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah. There was, uh, and there were awards that were handed out. There were judges and like, I think there, there's a panel of like four or five judges or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we talked to them a bit about all the, and it, like, it seemed like a lot to think about, uh, all the different things that oh, yeah. make someone a good, uh, competitor. Especially in dressage, yeah. you know, because it was part uh, you know, following the route, mm-hmm. part gate, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and it wasn't about uh, the look, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, there, were, uh, which is cool because, yeah, um, so tack is kind of what they call the gear or their look. Um, and it was nice because we, again, we were talking to um, Noish 
and uh, she was one of the judges. And, you know, I was wondering, you know, how much, if at all, does tack affect the scoring of the pony? Because, you know, we saw some people who, like you said, head to toe, like horse, mm-hmm. bio horse looking head. Um, and then we saw p- some people with literally just, uh, you know, the bit and the reins. Yeah. Um, and what's pretty cool is uh, she was saying that, you know, tack is just more for the pony themselves tack does not account for any part of the scoring which is nice because like you said this stuff does get really expensive so it doesn't exclude a pony from from winning or scoring highly just because of maybe like financial Mm -hmm. something like financial constraints or something which is really cool because yeah like you said a lot of this stuff is leather and a lot of the stuff is custom made yep because it is such a small community that you know it's not (laughs) something that someone will make a Walmart version, you know, for pony stuff. There were a couple of ponies that were competing, like that had made their own things, which I thought was like fascinating. Like, you know, just all that leather work is, is such a, an art that I don't, I don't know how, to, I don't know how to do it all. Like, and it, yeah. was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of gear that was up for, there were raffles and auctions at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some of that stuff went for a lot. There was some bidding wars. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, Fair enough, too, because as you as you guys who are listeners, I'm sure you've bought or looked at something leather at some mm-hmm. point. Um, leather's we really know expensive. we look at your search history. Hey, we know what you mom guys and are. dad aren't mad. <laughs> we just want to talk or delete your cookies next just time. Delete your cookies God. next time. Um, <laughs> delete your browser history. Go on incognito. Yeah, it's the family computer. Just... <laughs> Come, on. Come on, go into private mode on your iPhone. Um, <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so uh, there was, like you said, there was an auction. Uh, there was some donations, which is great. And it was cool because, you know, it was going towards a good a good cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so people donated items for people to bid on. Mm-hmm. Um, one pony blew us away during the auction, uh, Pandora, Pandora Pony, um, who you'll hear from later. We also interviewed her. Um, she, first of all, you'll hear in the interview, the sweetest, sweetest pony. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the auction... Um, she there was a bidding war for this uh like almost head wit like what was it like a almost a wig yeah, it was a, a rainbow it, it was a rainbow bright like it, like, it yeah. was like uh no it was rainbow dash from it was my little pony like sort of uh inspired uh headgear headgear right? yeah yeah awesome. so it looked cool it was like yeah. very gay yeah, it was awesome it was super gay <laughs> the person auctioneering kind of joked she was like this is so my thing oh my gosh well i'm just gonna take this and she, you you could tell she really wanted but she also was doing her job and auctioning it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, there was a little bit of a, of a bidding war. Pandora yeah. ended up gifting it. Gave it to the... To the to MC. Her, it was who amazing. talked about how she much was, she loved it. She was like, she had tears in her eyes. It went like when she got it back from her. It was amazing. It was really, it was really... It was so cute. A wonderful moment. Yeah, it was yeah. so cute. And it, it kind of was a nice little button on all the things we were seeing that day because it was such a supportive community. Yeah. You know, it was a competition, obviously, but as soon as you saw a pony, you know, get off the stage, uh, they would just be getting so much praise and applause yeah. and, you know, winnies, winnies <laughs> and hoof, hoof bumps from mm-hmm. uh, other ponies. And it was really a, a sweet community to see. And actually another thing I want to mention, just so people are aware and can get, get an idea of scope 
Um, how many people would you say were there? 40 tops? Yeah, 40, something like that. 40, 50, 40, 50 maybe? Yeah. I mean, that was also for the amount of time that we saw True. as well. Um, but we were there Saturday night for yeah. a pretty big event, was pretty which, big was the, which was the freestyle event. Yeah, it was like 40 to 50 people. But even that, you know, 40 to 50. I just, you know, if you're imagining Comic-Con, <laughs> PonyCon, it's not that. Right. You know, it's, it's still a very small, small community. Mm-hmm. And people flew out from all over the U.S. and sometimes outside the U.S. Yeah. Um, so that was that was very cool um, to see how how it can bring people from all over together, mm-hmm. even though it's a small, tight knit group. Um, and Emily was telling us that you know you see these people at other events around the country, like all yeah. all year round. Look and, forward to seeing these people. Yeah, which yeah. is which is really cool and and nice to mm-hmm. hear. But so you think you'd be a pony? I don't think no. so. No. no. You know, it's not it's not my thing, but it's for whoever's thing it is. It can, sounds awesome. I can tell you that the second I saw the bit, though, I thought, oh, I can think of some applications for that in the bedroom. <laughs> like, I was immediately thinking I need to get one of those for Bram. <laughs> like, just so I can, I don't know. I don't need, I don't need to paint you a picture. <laughs> well, you, uh, you ca- I'm pretty sure you kept that I did one. keep. The, that one bit but I will need brains if it's going to be used properly um, <laughs> it does you do need an extra yeah, yeah it doesn't true. really work by itself yeah. unless I just like put my fingers in the, and just pull it back oh. that way which could work yeah um, but- I did end up winning in the raffle these like purple um, like like faux leather um, like handcuffs those were awesome were great yeah. oh they're awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I. You know, I went home and immediately tried those out. Excellent. Yeah, he got. Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was immediately thinking, like, it's so weird having like, <laughs> if <laughs> if this had just been any other guy, I pro- like like a couple weeks ago or like months ago, I probably would have been like, so here are the here detail. are the details. But yeah. now, like, I like him, and I need to. I don't. I haven't. I you want to respect his. I respect privacy. his privacy. Right. Oh, it's so weird. I know. That's how I feel. Because like I'm down. I'm an open book, right. but I also am not going to put Stephanie's business out there. Right. Speaking of, my girlfriend had a different reaction to what I won in the raffle. Oh yeah, <laughs> which you're wearing right I'm now. I'm wearing right now. So hold off. Um, hold up before you guys all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll make assumptions on what she's wearing. <laughs> I won this uh, incredible, incredible shirt. Uh, which is, it's a very nice shirt. It's actually Ralph Lauren. Um, it's got all manner of, it's basically like a pony horse gear collage yeah. of stuff. Yeah. It's um fantastic. It fits you exactly. It was made for me. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, I was I so, that was the only thing you put your tickets in for, right? I put one ticket in for a whip. Right. <laughs> but didn't win that. Yeah. Or a crop, sorry. Mm-hmm. But, uh. I did get the shirt because I put most of my tickets in for this nice. shirt, and I'm glad I did. Although, I sent the picture to my girlfriend saying, do you like this shirt? And she was basically just like, you work it. <laughs> like, okay, you hate it. I think you got to lean into it now. I, think I you just love gotta, this shirt. Yeah, you're just going to have to be a full cowgirl now. I Daisy love this Dukes. shirt. <laughs> Speaking of, we're going to post a picture, or actually you guys will see in the preview for yeah, this yeah, episode. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing this shirt. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Thank it's you great. so much, Equus. Yeah. Um, what a what a wacky wild like this sort of thing was like when when we started doing this show it was like kind of like the goal of what I wanted you know eventually doing is going to places meeting people finding about out about new things that I have never heard of before um, and then and learning 
you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was so much fun. It was a fantastic experience. Yeah. Um, and yeah, are, are we going to go again next year? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we got to, um, I, yeah, I want to go to other things. Uh, Tony also invited us to some pup stuff. Yeah. Um, so we should hang out with them. Also, Tony told us that, that he works at this Dungeons Dragons bar. Yes. Which is wild and I have to go now. A Dungeons and Dragons like gastro pub. Yeah. We I yeah, I kept I keep talking with like with like Dylan Molly, like my friends about like well our friends duh. Uh, mm-hmm. about like um you know, like man, wouldn't it be so great if there was like a Dungeons and Dragons bar? And then turns out like it does exist and my friend works there. Yeah. And uh, so obviously we have to go. That's that's nuts. I'm so excited. Uh, we'll definitely be there. We that won't be an episode. That's just for no, us. No, that's just for us. <laughs> that's just for us. But if you live in LA, yeah. You can called, maybe you'll probably find us there. It's called Dungeon and Meeples. Yeah. Dungeon. No, sorry, Dragons Dragon and Meeples. It was called Dragon and Meeples. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It seems seems pretty cool. Um and they just have a ton of board games. Like, fuck yeah, that sounds great. Nerd yeah. heaven. And uh tip Tony the bartender yes. extra well. Oh yeah, you better because uh, he's been a really good boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think that was pretty much like our sum up of the of the weekend, right? Um, but we're not the experts. Not at um, all. So you should hear from uh, some of the people that were attending this event. Some of the ponies that were attending. Some this of event. the ponies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we've interviewed a couple people and a couple ponies, and uh, here they are. Um, please excuse some of the sound quality. It won't sound as as velvety as it does here. Yeah, you might hear some uh, some of the events happening in the background. Yeah, yeah but, uh, you know, that's just what it's like when you're out in the field, baby. <laughs> so, without further ado, here are those interviews. Hi, I'm Lamina Saga. My pet play name is Noish. I am one of the judges at the Equus International Pony Play event. I also work as a professional switch at Sanctuary Studios LAX. Great. What kind of things do you look for? Um, it seems like from top down, there's like 20 different things that you're looking at. So when judging dressage, what we're looking for is any errors on the path that they're taking, any errors in the gates that they're having along the paths. Uh, also, we're looking for team connection between the pony and the trainer as well as fluidity in their motions, uh, smooth transitions between gates, and there's the points for having fun, which is basically, you know, as long as you're out there and you seem to be enjoying yourself, we give full points for that. Because, <laughs> you know, we want everyone to be having fun. Yeah. How, how much, if any, does tech come into the scoring? So tack, we don't actually uh, take into account for scoring because pony play gear can be very, very expensive, and not everyone can afford very fancy, very you know over-the-top gear, so we don't actually take that into account at all. Um, you could show up in literally jeans and a t-shirt and say you want to compete, and that would be fine, uh, and there wouldn't be any change in the scoring as far as points given or anything because we want to make sure that everyone has an equal opportunity based on their skill, not on their funds of being able to afford fancy outfits and so forth. So we could just come right off the street and just step right in and go for it? Yeah, someone could come off the street. If they pay the entry fee to participate, they could definitely participate. Hopefully they practiced a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it definitely would help to practice, but 
If you have some familiarity with uh, BioHorse um, writing, it helps. I, uh, I competed last year, actually, as, uh, and I had been gone for about five years from Pony Play. Um, and I came back, and my first event back was Equus, and it was my first ever time competing in a Pony Play event, and I actually managed to uh, win as the grand champion last year. So Congrats. that's why I'm judging this year, is that the top, two, the uh, grand champion and the high point award winner are become judges for the next year. Oh, so cool. Honey, Honey Dove was the high point award, and I was the grand champion. So. Nice. That's great. Congrats. Thank you. Um, so what got you into pony play in the first place? So I started riding bio horses at about the age of six. And um, I fell in love with horses and horseback riding and basically all things equine. And uh, growing up, I competed in a few county rodeos. When I had the opportunity, I was on the equestrian team at school when I, when I was somewhere that had it. Um, and I've just always loved horses and horseback riding. And when I got into the kink scene about seven years ago, I was immediately drawn to pony play because, I mean, what could any you know lover of horses want more than to be a horse? <laughs> um, and so I was immediately drawn to it. And at the time, Miss Submiss Ann's uh, Pony, uh, LA Pony and Critter Club, uh, their play dates were actually held here at Sanctuary on Saturdays. Um, and so I would attend them. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to attend them now that I work at Sanctuary because I usually work on Saturdays. So, uh, and they're not held here. But I started going to those, and Miss Ann trained me in an introductory manner while I was there. Um, and it was, I just loved it. I loved the the group of people, the, the pony play community in particular, I feel is just, it's just a bunch of people that, you know, want to have fun and horse around. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, pun very intended. I love puns. <laughs> Terrible puns. Oh, they're so wonderful. But yeah, so um, one thing that um, one of the mistresses who is big on pet play in general, um, not specifically pony play, but pet play, points out is that it's very appealing to people on the autism spectrum and I actually have Asperger's myself um, because it's a setting in which you are allowed to ignore societal norms, societal expectations, how to interact with people, how society says you should be behaving and interacting because you're in an animal mindset so you no longer have that restraint of trying to make sure that you're behaving how people expect you to behave. And so it's a, for people that have troubles with social skills, it's a very freeing place to be because of that, because you don't have to worry about it. You're just being you and being the animal you are. And so that's a really wonderful aspect of it. There is no wrong way to be a pony. Some people do do sexual aspects of pet play, but that's not the primary aspect of pet play. That's definitely a niche part of it where some people might be implementing it into sexual activities or implementing sexual activities into pet play. Pony play is just a great outlet. It's a great escape from the world. It's a great way to just 
be present in the moment and have fun and find people that are just awesome, carefree individuals as well who just want to chill and be happy and have good times. And it's wonderful. It's also a great workout. So, you know, if you need an excuse to exercise but hate the bore of a gym or something, it's always a great way to go about it. My name's Emily. And uh, I'm I'm just a, I'm an owner. I have a pony, and I've come here to show off his abilities and mine uh, with our reins. Uh, so, how did you get into um, pet play or pony play specifically? I call it pony play. It's not pet play to me. Uh, pony play uh, I got into because I actually like um, touching people. Like, I, I really want to say molesting, but that's probably not the right term. But uh, you think of an animal, a pony or a dog, they like to be petted. So I like to pet people that like to act like animals. In, in Houston, uh, I have a pony play group. Uh, we were meeting like once a month to do things like lots of classes like vet play. So come over, I'll show you how to be a vet to your horse. Uh, I also taught like how to do our gates and our steps. And uh, when, when you have like a group of like three ponies, you know, and you're like teaching them how to do all this stuff, I never teach the same pony the same way. So to keep it on edge and then to keep me challenged, like can, can I teach this one pony to bow a certain way and then this one to bow another way? Because I'm also talking about it as I'm doing it, but I don't want the pony to sort of like understand what I'm saying so for one pony it's like this is how we're gonna bow and go through all those steps and then for another it's completely different you were performing in dressage today and I we actually noticed I actually noticed that and I mentioned it to Zach that um Clover he was so very dependent on you like a lot of the ponies you would see would kind of take their own umbrage to like continue trotting or to continue to their own place but he would not do do anything unless you you made him do it okay yeah that took Plenty of years uh, to get to that point. Uh, when I met Clover, Clover was already like an experienced pony that already like knew dressage and was already trained and had already won all these glorious ribbons. I mean, he's been doing pony play for like 10 years or something. Me, I was like brand new. Uh, my first competition was uh, a Equus. This competition, not this one, but, you know, four or five years ago. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing, no clue. And as much as they want to help you and teach you, it's something you just have to figure out on your own, like how to get the pony to make that step and do that behavior. So the the dressage, the like the competition, uh, where does that come from? Is that like directly uh, lifted from like real horse dressage? Like how, how similar is it? That's the whole like uh, military thing. The whole dressage things came from the barracks and it was like a game during like the slow time of the war and it just sort of went from there and has become like an olympic sport uh, so, so dressage is my favorite because it's the most instant way to communicate with your pony you are using a dressage whip and your reins and they are not supposed to know what they're supposed to do you're supposed to tell them you have your collar and there's you're supposed to figure all that out on your own right I mean, you know, but they don't know. So I, I think for me, that's the most like, how connected can we be in this moment is dressage for me. So you can kind of go all over the world doing this with, uh, with your pony. If you had enough money, you could travel all over the world to do pony play. Yes, uh, we have one from Sweden here right now. 
and I know like one other one from uh, the UK. Well, I guess I can say two other ones from the UK. Yeah, that I see yearly that we have friendships with at another pony event. Um, is the is the so the pony community is that pretty close? Uh, the, the pony community is close in the sense that you know of a pony like in Seattle and you live in Texas because you've met them in L.A. Uh, and maybe you'll see them year after year. Maybe you won't. And because there there are a lot of ponies, but they all have their own like specific personalities that you miss them. Like if you don't see them often enough, like Tinkerbell is back this year. And that just is so exciting to me. I, I remember her her first year and I was just like, oh, my God, she's so cute. And then. Three years went by and I haven't seen her since, but I'm glad she's back. What would you say that Pony Play has brought to your life? Uh, pony Play for me is something I need in my daily life. If I don't have it, I am not balanced. Um, the, I think the last time we did Pony stuff was at the end of May at another Pony event. And I felt like the last two, three weeks of my relationship, I was ready to leave him because there hasn't been a Pony Play. So if I don't have it, I'm ready to like end everything and be like, okay, I'm done. Um, my name is Pandora Pony. I started doing Pony Play actually about four years ago. It's a funny story. So uh, when I met my wife, Handler Jen, who's um, going for the title this year, um, she was like, I was like super vanilla, right? Like super vanilla, like monogamous. And she's just like, I'm polyamorous and hyper kinky. So you have to deal with that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be fun. You got to at least put some v- sprinkles on that vanilla, you know? Right. And so, and so anyway, we were trying to figure out like what kind of kinks I was into. And I didn't know anything, of course. And so we were at a rave one day and I saw, you know, some, um, some people wearing the leg warmers that, you know, we, we often use to accentuate our yeah, legs for it. pony play. And I was like, gosh, I just think it's so hot when, uh, when, when, when people look like horses. And Jen was like, do you know that's like an entire kink? And I was like, no, let's go on Google. And I was like, oh man, this is definitely for me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I started four years ago. And ever since, we've just been going and doing pretty much like everything that we can to participate in the community. So your wife started Pony Play about the time you started. Actually, yeah. So she yeah. was into kink uh, more on like the discipline BDSM side. Um, she'd been in the uh, community in LA and San Diego for a long time before she met me. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, she uh, it was both it was new new to both of us. And oh, that's so, cool. You know, what's interesting though is that she actually had uh, said no to her. Um, previous uh, partner who wanted her to be the pony and she was like I have no interest in being the pony and for me I was like I will definitely want to be the pony right right she was more into the trainer side or the handler side definitely yeah Yeah. so she's a really excellent handler and we've been that's what I really love is just like not only the headspace of pony play but also like the interaction especially like nonverbal communication Mm -hmm. you know because it's just like a whole different way to to communicate and it's really really fun because you can like experience much deeper bond I think I have I think I've you know developed a much deeper bond with her um so you talked a bit about pony like space pony headspace can you like tell us about the process of getting in there and what that means to you yeah so first of all you know headspace is the main reason that I do pony play you know I run a business I have lots of employees I'm always my brain's always moving around you know and so 
to be able to enter into the pony head space where it's just it's so silent you know it's like a very meditative place you know you're you're just waiting for an input right i mean like as a you know as a bio pony right you're just kind of sitting there waiting for you know a human being to say right left you know walk trot canter and that allows you to just kind of exist and you know exist in the moment right you know which is one of the biggest parts of trying to meditate and 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 that's uh, is trying to just be empty your cup and be in the moment and that's what I think I can really connect to with pony play um, in terms of getting into the headspace uh, it's I find I interact a lot with the handler my handler Jen and so you know grooming just kind of slowing slowing my brain down until I can really enter that area of quiet and you know empty my cup and be prepared to just respond instead of trying to you know figure out what's going to happen right just right. react in life you're you're always so distracted everything's you know pulling you every which way and just to be able to connect for a moment you know with your essence your true you know self and to be able to experience life in the moment i find is so meaningful and important to being able to exist in the stressful world of the everyday. Absolutely. I find so much support in this community. The Pony Play community definitely for is very inclusive, first of all. Like I've you know met all sorts of different types of people and everyone has just been very accepting. I've actually never really had too much of a negative experience in the Pony Play community. You know, everyone is not only inclusive and accepting but also really enthusiastic about embracing new people you know it's a pretty small community and it's a very tight community but if you're interested in pony play or want to experience pony play you know we'll accept you with open arms you know like mm -hmm. we always want to find people who are interested and want to try it out because it's so much fun and so you know if you are interested you don't don't be afraid to talk to anybody in the community um, just to kind of do a brief description of what kind of events you can do as a pony right That's because great. you know bio horses right you know bio horses you got you know dressage western trail riding barrel races you can do all the same things as a pony player and so that's really fun like for example at Equus you know you you guys saw we go through event after event after event. We just finished up the dressage, which is one of my favorite because mm -hmm. you know it's so difficult. You're all, you're like, oh my god. Watching it, was, it's so hard. Like, and also there, it's a lot to for everyone to keep in mind. You know, it's like, difficult. It's, a, it's a, quite a long like. Uh, route for yeah. sometimes yeah. an event like this the judges actually have a super hard job because they're like sitting there trying to evaluate you know 10 12 different things at once and so mm -hmm. I have a lot of respect for mm -hmm. what they do because without them you know we wouldn't have a competition and their job's quite hard so yeah <laughs> thank you so much for, for talking to us yeah. and being so open and like it's awesome yeah. no problem so Alright guys, well, uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, we wanted to again thank uh, Miss Anne and uh, Tony Bark for inviting mm -hmm. us um, and uh, we want to thank everybody at Equus for being so welcoming and so nice to us and for letting us come into their space and yeah. experience it with them and, and learn a lot while we were there. And um, special thanks to uh, everyone we interviewed. Yeah. Um, Emily, Noish, uh, Pandora. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's it. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Not Together Podcast, on Twitter, Not Together Cast. On Facebook at We're Not Together. Yeah, or you could email us at nottogetherpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, did uh, any of this like like ring true for you? Or like, whoa, wow, now I get it. I'm a pony. Uh, or do, are you a pony and you're like, hold on, maybe we got something totally wrong. Or maybe you uh, want to like, you have something you want to contribute. 
Um, or or do you have an event that we should go to? Ooh. Some other event, some other fun, 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 kinky event that we, we might not even know about. Yeah, let us know. Um, we'll attend. We'd love to learn new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, uh, thanks again for listening. I'm Haley. I'm Zach. And we're, we're not, not together. together. <laughs> Bye. We're Not Together is a Reverie original podcast, executive produced by Aliyah J. Daniels, LaShawn McGee, Chris Rodriguez, and Damian Pelliccione. The show is hosted and produced by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique. show is edited by Josh Perkins, and our theme song was composed by Barry Anderson. Download the Reverie app now and use the code TOGETHER, Together for 25% off your first three months.